Hi guys and girls, welcome to episode 121 of the Spartans in Pajamas podcast. I am your host, Loz, and as always, I have Dalt. Hello. I have Star. Hello. And we've got Sparks. Hello. Uh, we may have <coughs> others, we'll see how it goes. Um, so, since last, last podcast... Uh, yeah <laughs> i don't know i don't know what to say yes um yes work's been, work's been work the weather's been fucking awful i can't ride a, my bike at the moment so if no one can like drop me off <laughs> near my house i have to walk home which is always fun at one o'clock in the morning walking in the fucking cold for 40 minutes um and yeah we'll probably do more snow and shit as well so i can't get the bike out just yet anyway it's annoying like people just go oh just ride it in ice it'll be all right i'm like fuck no obviously you don't ride bikes that often you don't ride any bike in fucking ice weathers they're like oh but the roads are all clear and it's like "Mm, not the cycle paths not the bits i use well, you do cycling on the ice and snow, but you only ever do that once. Yeah. Well, it's like the, the cycle paths aren't ever fucking... Gritted. Yes. So, they are as crazy as they sound when you call them a cycle path. Hey. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Not fun. <coughs> Lots of walking. Wish I could zoomy about on the bike um how's you dolls yeah, i'm okay no same old same old really same same shit different yeah oh yeah yeah well this is what, the second one we're doing in uh, january oh, in two weeks uh four weeks fucking hell four weeks christ yeah second one of 2023 and we're, we've literally just hit this is february the first day of february oh, it's, our, it's our third one isn't it so we had two in january That's fourth true. and the 18th uh, oh yeah Number three. <laughs> See, that's how shit this year's been so far. We can't even fucking remember how many podcasts we've done so far. We do math good, yes. We math good. Yes, we math good. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, the, the Gavascon and I had to stop me from feeling heartburn. This is being very windy instead. Mm-hmm. What a feeling. Please believe me. How about you, Star? How are you? I'm good, thank you. But up too much. Um, so we had um Dolph's birthday yesterday, and I decided that um I'm baking is not my forte. Late professionals, hey Dolph. That's why you practice, babe. <laughs> <laughs> why? What? Uh, what cake abominations did you make? I made a uh, Sparks all knows. I made a marble cake for Dolph. How? How? And it did- and it did not look how it, how it was meant to look, and it did not taste that great, did it, Dolph? It was edible, but not my thing. <laughs> it was edible, but not my thing. He uh, people like so I'm here. Not not dead. It was okay. <laughs> At least he's honest. At least you're honest, babe. <clears throat> this cake was raw. But the pizza was good, though, wasn't it? Wasn't it, Dolph? That was some boy, wasn't it? I thought you found some photoshops and stuff and just, like, 
you know, like uh, stock art. I was like, why, why is Star posting pictures like Google search Kate's? No, I was oh, but so same spark. So I'll do like a um, what it's meant to look like and how I did it. Um, yeah. When the recipe says for you to fold the mixing, I mean whisk it in fully until it's all mixed in. That's not folding, that's mixing. So fold is just like generally fold. fold. You, just, you, just, you just fold on it so it's over itself a few times and that's it and leave it. You don't stir it in. No. So what, what was the week where it says I'm getting too smooth? To make sure there's no lumps. Okay. If, you always, if you're using flour, always sift it first because you get the yeah, lumps out. Yeah, that's what I did. Do, do, you, do, you, um, do you soften the batter before you put it in as well? That's always a good idea, yes, because cold butter can cause shock in the, in the batter. It just, oh. just reminds me of how... Um, Baking 101. Well, <laughs> I asked my teacher what the fuck tepid water meant. And she went, oh, it's lukewarm. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't understand what that means, miss. What do you mean? And she just kept going around in a circle like she was stunlock. Just like one. Yeah, what's like woman? Tepid. Sure. Tepid. Like one. Yeah. It's, what essentially, I found out, it's, it's, it's slightly literally just not slightly, cold. Slightly below, slightly below room temperature, essentially. Yeah. A little bit warmer than cold. So instead of saying tepid and lukewarm, just say it's just, it's just below room temperature. I know what you're fucking on about then. Yeah, it, it should have just gone, it's warm, but not really. I'd have got it better. But I was like, okay, just turn the tap on and just put it in the thing. No, that's cold water. That's not tepid. Oh, <laughs> what the fuck is tepid? She didn't make any fucking sense. So I'm just like, what the fuck? So I get why <coughs> struggled with cake. Because they don't actually make their recipes for people who don't understand the terms. They said gently pull the mixture over itself a few times i.e. fold, then that would make sense. But yeah. because, like, just fold it. It's like, what the fuck? If you don't know what the right. technical term for folding the, your mixture is, unless you do literally what it tells you and fold it literally, you're not going to understand that's what they mean. You're going to think it's some kind of weird... Uh, corner to corner, seam to seam. <laughs> exactly. It's like, well... Fold I've it this way, and you've, and you've got a dough airplane. Dough yeah. plane. <laughs> it's like, I folded it into a nice square, now what? You don't yeah, you the did cake tray anymore. <clears throat> I don't know. It just everything's fucking weird with baking and stuff like that. I love. I mean, if you're making croissants, there's a lot of folding with that. Holy shit! Mm. I, I like making food. I don't have occasion to do it as much because living on my own yeah. with a son who is very diet uh... centric. Yeah, his diet is very like. It has to be a certain way in certain stuff, otherwise he won't eat it. Like the whole chicken debate I had with him. He won't eat certain types of chicken, but he'll eat chicken nuggets. It's like he'll eat chicken breast, but he won't eat chicken on the bone. And he wouldn't eat chicken on uh, breast because it wasn't chicken nuggets. <laughs> I'm like, I think I actually said to him, are you fucking real? And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, it's literally what chicken nuggets are made of this is the same stuff it just looks different because like, it's prepared different yeah and he's like oh, i don't like it i'm like you do you do like it shut the fuck up and i just like trying not to like lose my shit with him over something I, like i know you like this you do eat this 
the fuck are you saying to me? Stop it. He likes chicken nuggets, but he don't like chicken breast. Yeah. Well, get him to make chicken nuggets out of chicken breast. Don't, he doesn't, oh. doesn't <laughs> thing is, though, he will eat chicken breast. Now he will. Because I, I reasoned with him and basically went, it's on your plate, you're eating it. And he looked at me really upset, tried a little bit, and then ate the whole fucking plate. And I'm like, fucking told you. <coughs> well, you know. You should ever do anything like um, pull chicken on rice. You know, just take a chicken leg and just pull the chicken off it and fry it. Yeah, pull chicken. That was nice. Well, you had you just had chicken leg. What? Thing is, oh. if it's too different, he, he does. He, he just would. Yeah, I can, un- I, can un- I can un- I can understand that. Yeah. Especially if you're only uh, if you're only um, savvy to certain things. Definitely. Mm. Well, that's the issue. It's like it's part of routine and that for. Yeah. For him, so it's like, God, it, there was Doesn't... a time where he wouldn't eat pizzas anywhere for his mother's. He would categorically deny eating pizzas. Now he's like, I'll have a pizza as long as it's not fucking pepperoni. Because <laughs> apparently all his mother will buy him is pepperoni at his house. You've got some variation with pizza, seriously. Well, Can't keep having pepperoni. Will is, he'll only eat marguerite with me. We got him pepperoni a few times, and he did eat pepperoni, but then he was like, can I just have margarita or something? Like, yes, you can have margarita. So he'd have yeah. that in chips, maybe. Or he'll eat a full depends. margarita for himself. It also depends on the pepperoni pizza as well, because some pepperoni pizzas you get from store-bought, especially their own brand, tend to be a bit oily. Well, it's either that, or you get the like the pepperoni like, meat puck things that are really powdery. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck is this? This isn't meat. This is like chalk that resembles meat. So, uh, yeah, it's fucking weird. Um, did we ask Spark how he was? I forgot. No, we haven't. You done yourself, me, and Star. And we got on a tangent because of bacon. There we go. So, I'm back. I'm back on the. There you go. Yep, we're back. We're back. We're back on track. <laughs> Spark, toot, toot. How, how are you? Uh, I'm I'm doing well, thank you. You know, kids are doing good. I had three school reports in, or parents' evenings without incident. Hmm. Not apparently uh, none of the kids well, have hulked out. Which was good. It's just annoying that we had to do it via... I wish one of them would. <laughs> I, I, why, is they being a bit pushed over, are they? Bullies, yeah. Uh, They're a bit o- overly sensitive, shall we say. Uh, so, uh, yeah, other than that, though, yeah, all good. I, I wish. Uh, the, a couple the of coldies are just golden eye hacking me off at the moment. Not lol. I, I wish the, the bloody... Um, like parents' evening for for the school president currently, um, would do in person ones. I think we talked about this last time. How we had to... um, all, all, all three of mine were at school. Yeah, we we had to schedule ours, and then I had to dig my webcam out from wherever the fuck I left it. No, 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 in person, face to face. And I had to sit there with a the microphone and and the headset and press with the ear pressed against the headset talking to them because. They don't do in-person ones anymore. Your school might not. They mind, though. Both of them. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that this sixth form that I'm, I'm trying to apply for for him uh, has like an in-person parents' evening and stuff, because that would be better. Because, like I said, it's easier to catch people if you couldn't get the appointment. Just like, have you got a minute? Can I just talk about this? And <laughs> just like, catch him up. I'd... Whereas I get the structure of the the virtual ones, but you have five minutes to talk to them. 
And if you have a lot to say, yeah, we only got like five minute appointments. Just yeah, yeah, they're doing all right. They need to work on this and work on that. Yeah, but they weren't like rigorously kicking you out after five minutes. It was like, uh, we're running out of time. Can you see like five minutes? And then it just cut out on us. So, no. so you didn't get a choice. It finished in five minutes. You couldn't extend that timer if you wanted to, or if you had more to say. So you had to be very to the point. Listen to what they had to say and be like, uh, I don't really have any questions. Do you have any comments? And they're like, uh, okay, we're done. That was all we could do. So it was, uh, yeah, a little bit annoying. So, um, shall we get on with some topics? Yep. I'm going to turn the resistance down on my mic. Oh. I'm not on my mic on my. Scrolly, 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 not too far. Scrolly, 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 scroll. There's one techspot.com. Okay. Uh, yeah, I agree, whatever. Uh, so, from, yeah, techspot.com, as Dolph said, this is Pet Fish commits credit card fraud on only using a Nintendo Switch. Uh, in a freak series of seemingly random events, an owner's pet fish accessed his eShop account and added funds to it using his credit card. The, <laughs> the crime was caught on video during an unsupervised live stream. Hundreds of viewers watched as the little fish stole the owner's identity while he was gone. Uh, the entire heist started an experiment to see if a fish could complete Pokemon Scarlet and Violet unassisted. To do it, Japanese YouTuber Mutekimaru. I was going to say Mutekimaru. Yeah, channel. Set up a webcam focused on the fishbowl. Motion tracking software monitored the fish as they swam across the an overlay grid po- uh, populated with controller inputs. If the fish paused or changed direction, the correlating controller input registered in the game. Uh, Mutekimaru. I said that completely wrong. Uh, had done this experiment before in 2020. His fish successfully completed uh, the test, finishing Pokemon Sapphire in about 3,195 hours. Uh, something that an actively player, uh, actively playing human, could do in around 30 hours. However, this time things did not go as planned. Uh, identity theft occurred while Mutikamuru Say it quick enough, no one knows it's uh, fucked it up. Uh, it was away from YouTube live stream. Uh, the game went swimmingly with the fish winning several battles. At uh, the 1,144 hour mark, the game crashed as games sometimes do. But without Mutimakaru present to fix the situation, the system continued uh, to register inputs from the fish. Uh, eventually, the pesky little critter got the Nintendo eShop to come up twice and entirely by chance uh, registered the correct sequence of input to add 500 yen, only about 4 US dollars, to Mutikamakaru's uh, account from his credit card that was saved on the Switch. <laughs> they also exposed his credit card information to everyone watching. <laughs> uh, then uh, scoundrels managed to use some of Mutikamakaru's accumulated reward points uh, to purchase a new avatar, download the N64 emulator, and get PayPal 
to send him a setup confirmation email and change his Nintendo um, account name from Mutamakaru to Row away, away, away. The, f the fish free for all went on for seven hours in total before the future bait finally managed to power the switch down. Mutamakaru explained to Nintendo uh, what had happened and asked for his uh, 500 yen uh, refund. Hilariously enough, Nintendo granted the request. So all said and done, nothing was truly lost except for 10 points on Avatar. No harm, no foul. Hopefully, Mutamakaru sees it that way too and doesn't flush the little thief down the toilet. <laughs> yeah, the funny thing about that whole entire story is <coughs> Nintendo actually granted the request for a refund. I, I, that's why I was like, I'm going to give him a refund. <laughs> it's like, okay. Probably because they had evidence that the fish actually did it. Yeah, look, it wasn't me. It was my life, right? <laughs> here's, on, here's my life stream. It wasn't me. Oh, okay. And that was all the whole the whole press extra down. I was like, oh shit, no, okay, yeah, we'll do it. So me again, next one from ladbible.com. Uh, there's a little bit of dispute because somebody who used to work uh, at Greg's, um, <coughs> one of our fellow Spartans, actually did work there, and they put their little comment in which i'll read after this um so greg customers stunned to learn that food gets cold because they aren't actually kept in a hot counter you know what? i actually thought that was common knowledge but if, well i mean you look at the, the fucking glass screen where it is there's no heat lamps in there whatsoever that's what i mean of course it's gonna go cold because most people because because greg seems to keep their Hot items on a, on, a, on a rotation. It's usually when you go in there most times anyway, especially around lunchtime, so I know people are going to come in at certain points. You know, they're going to have hot food ready at certain points of the day. Yeah. Well, I, I always get asked when I go and buy a sandwich from there if they want me to heat it up for him. I'm like, oh, I'm all right. But uh, it says here, Greg's workers revealed the reason why some of their hot food isn't always hot when you buy it, and it's really simple. Uh, going to Greg's is a pretty staple part of life of life in the UK. Okay. Uh, but but so is biting in some pastry you'd expect to be warm. Or even tongue scorchingly molten hot. Now, if you go to a service station um, and buy a sausage roll from like a petrol station or a gas station, if you're American, uh, the sausage rolls from there are irradiated nuclear waste because they are so fucking hot you cannot physically put them in your mouth without burning your mouth for a good 15 minutes. Um, it's like. Saying that then you you discovered. That you sunk your teeth into something cold. At Greg's. A worker took to Reddit to answer. All the wonderful questions Brits have. About the popular bakery. And one of the most popular uh, questions was. Why are the sausage and bean melts. Always cold. No one fucking buys them. <laughs> um, when you see the food on offer at Greg's, you see them behind a glass in a well-lit container. You might be expect this counter to be heated, but you'd be very wrong to assume that. Well, yeah, because there's no fucking hot lights. It turns out food going gold, uh, cold in Greg's is to be expected, as the employee explained to, that those counters you see in the bakery aren't hot and don't actually keep the food warm. They revealed that their hot food was not actually under a hot counter, so any heat you're tasting in your Greg's depends 
uh, entirely on how long it's been out of the oven. Advising people to get there at the right time was a worker's solution to making sure whatever you ordered isn't stone cold by the time you wanted to eat it. Of course, the only way to guarantee the uh, hot meal is to squad in Greg's and wait. Squat is probably mean to say, but it says squad in Greg's and wait until a fresh batch of whatever you want becomes available. Unless that's fucking jargon to squad somewhere. I'm, I'm pretty Possibly. sure that's meant to be squat and they just fucked up. Uh, several people said it was probably because of pastry tax, which charges VAT value-added tax for hot takeaway food, but exempts other meals which are either served cold or cooled down. Basically, if takeaway food is meant to be served hot, you would pay a standard VAT on top of it, which stands at 20%, and that includes food that Bakery keeps hot for customers, while common foods don't have to pay. In a weird loophole, Foods which have just come out of the oven don't get hit by the tax. So if Greg's kept their sausage uh, rolls and pastries warm, you'd have to pay the 20% more. People were stunned to discover that the lit-up counters in Greg's don't actually keep the food warm, with one person describing themselves as shock and saying the bakery is full as all. fuck's sake. Uh, Greg's themselves have previously confirmed... Uh, avoiding the pastry tax in a statement issued in 2019 uh, they said we sell savouries which are baked fresh in our shop ovens and then put them on the shelf to cool we don't keep them heated in a keep it in uh, fuck my life we don't keep them in a heated environment uh, use heat retaining packaging or market them as hot because <coughs> of this as bakers we believe that baking our savouries fresh each day gives customers the best quality product uh, if the sausage rolls and bakes were kept hot after they'd been baked, they would all be subject to VAT and the customer would be charged a higher price. In the same char uh, way that we charge VAT on our hot sandwiches, which are kept in a heated cabinet and are subject to VAT. In the same thread, it was quickly revealed that markings on Greg's pastries are actually a secret code to let staff know what's inside it at a quick glance. Diagonal slits indicate that uh, it's a steak bake on a pastry, whereas wavy horizontal lines mean it's chicken inside. It says V-shaped marking on the pastry, you know it's uh, vegetarian friendly, cheese and onion slice, while straight lines means that you're looking at a sausage and bake being melt. Sadly, there's, if there's something on the menu that you really loved or, or want to know if it's gone, the answer is probably discontinued. So, um, one of the guys who is a, uh, what do you call it, uh, who is a, one of our Spartans, he put in that as his four years of working at Greg's, um, he agrees with it, but not the pastry tax. That is charged to say, uh, if you say you're eating in as Greg's provide a service being the seat and the cleaning and the table uh, after you sort of clean the yeah clean the table after you. Hence, if the food's kept warm, that would also be a service. Also, to add onto that, hot drinks are always charged back due to the service of making a coffee. It's understandable. Mm. So, yeah. but the, um, the, the the cutting on the um passes of patient that's quite a clever idea. Though. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense to have it distinguished, doesn't it? Uh, 
It's quite ingenious uh, if you think about it. It's not bad. Sorry. I'm... One of their drinks, isn't it? Yeah. All right. So, uh, next topic. Wow. Yeah, I just realized I spelled the guy's name wrong. One second. <laughs> That's my autocorrect being a fucking pain in the ass. So, um, Justin Roiland, one of the co-creators of Rick and Morty, the voice of Rick and Morty, has um, been allegedly accused uh, of abuse. And as such, um, Adult Swim, uh, the company that produces uh, Rick and Morty, have decided to take Justin Roiland and end their association with him they said that rick and morty will continue and that they're de dedicating a hard uh a de de talented and dedicated crew are, are hard at work on the on the next season so that means that dan Harmon, who wrote um along with justin roiland will now be like the main guy writing i don't know how the fuck they're gonna do the voices and stuff yeah hulu also dropped rick and morty co-creator as well yep and he also resigned from the the games company that he was part of, I can't remember the name of them, uh, but they did High on Life, and he voiced a lot of things in High on Life. So to get into the story from Complex.com, and Justin Roiland, the co-creator of sci-fi animated show Rick and Morty, is a persona non grata in Hollywood. Roiland was charged with felony felony domestic violence in connection with a 2020 incident involving a woman he was dating at the time. NBC News reported. Roiland, who voices the titular character in the animated Adult Swim series, uh, appeared in court for pre-trial hearing this January. The 42-year-old was initially charged in May 2020 over the alleged incidents, which happened around January the 19th of 2020. Uh, since the initial report, more people have come forward with serious accusations against the TV producer. Following the ordeal and news stories, Roiland is no longer involved with the Emmy Award-winning hit that made him a comedy household name, and he has resigned or been removed from his other endeavours as well. His new Hulu project and his video game studio will move on without his involvement. Fuck, Solar Opposites was one of his as well. Shit. Yeah, Squanch Games is the um, developer for Hyrule. Uh, it says, here is everything you need to know about the Rick and Morty scandal, its fallout, and the immediate future of the show. Uh, I'm going to skip the, the, the fucking who, who is Justin Roiland and that. We used to know this by now. Um, so what is he accused of? So in January 2020, a violent incident allegedly occurred between Roiland and a woman he was dating at the time. Details regarding the case have not been publicly disclosed, but it involves... An anonymous Jane Doe, who Royland was dating. Uh, a criminal complaint was filed in May 2020, and the police arrested him three months later in August 2020. They subsequently, uh, subsequently released him on a $50,000 bond. So, bail, basically. Uh, in October of 2020, uh, Royland played not guilty to... Two felony counts, one count of domestic battery with uh, corporal injury and one of um, one count of false imprisonment by menace, violence, fraud and or deceit. 
If found guilty, Royland faces prison time for his actions. And then it says, is Royland's case going to trial? Excuse me. Uh, the case has a number of court hearings since, but there's not been a scheduled date for the trial. A protective order was filed against him in October 2020, prohibiting him from harassing, threatening or surveilling the alleged victim. He is not allowed within 100 feet of this person and the order is set until uh, until October 2023 when it will expire. During the pre-trial hearing this past Thursday, his attorney said a plea deal is on the table. There is another pre-trial hearing in late April um, and NBC News was the first outlet to publicly report the details of his arrest and alleged crime. And it says here, as Roiland said anything publicly about these alleged accusations. Uh, Rowling released a statement through his lawyer saying, it's hard to overstate how inaccurate the recent media coverage of the situation has been. To be clear, not only is Justin innocent, but we have every expectation that this matter is on course to be dismissed once the district attorney's office has completed its methodical review of the evidence. We look forward to clearing Justin's name and helping move forward as swiftly as possible. Uh, have other people come forward with stories about Royland? It says here, several people have posted uh, what they say are social media interactions with uh, Royland in the wake of the NBC News report. The case has triggered a mass sharing from other women on social media with their experiences with Royland. Several of them, them have accompanied screen caps and they establish a general pattern of behavior. Royland interacts with these girls by first complimenting them and then gradually asking sexual questions about whether they're into girls, might want to get drunk or high together, or might want to participate in a threesome with him and his girlfriend, and then would extend an uh, invitation to meet up. Former Mad Magazine editor... Ali Goats uh, posted an interaction in which Royland requested that she wrote a comedy song about her performing sexual acts with multiple partners. Uh, screen caps of private DMs alleged to be between Royland and a 16-year-old girl have also been released. Shit. They uh, are explicit and discuss kinks and sexual exploitation. Royland compliments her as hot and also calls her jailbait. And he suggests that once she turns 18, uh, she might take up cam whoring. He also tells her that he shouldn't screen cap their messages. Fucking hell. Um, there was also an alleged uh, in-person encounter. A 20-year-old woman below the legal age to drink claims she met uh, Roland on Tinder. She says they met up in person. He plied her with alcohol and coerced her into performing oral sex on him. Despite her declining verbally multiple times, there's at least one other account of him meeting a minor for sex, showing her porn and encouraging her to drink more and kiss another girl. She left before anything else took place. Were there any red flags of Royland's behaviour in previous work and interviews? Uh, it says here, both paedophilia and incest are constant yeah. joke topics in Rick and Morty and were once considered dark humour gags. Gags have baggage they didn't uh, have prior to the accusations. Back in 2011, Roland was on a podcast uh, where he discussed To Catch a Predator 
and minimize the actions of the culprits, saying they would be attracted to a hypothetical 14-year-old girl uh, that was fully developed with big titties. Those are in quotes, by the way. He also insists the same podcast, he's not a paedophile. This just gets worse and worse and worse as I'm reading this. Mm. Has there been a professional downfall for Royland in the light of those accusations? Um, Adult Swim announced they would no longer be working with Royland and that Rick and Morty would continue without him. Adult Swim has ended its association with Justin Royland, stated Ugh. Adult Swim Cartoon Network Boomerang SVP Communications Marie Moore on the 24th of January. Following the announcement, Hulu oh. and 20th Century Television Animation dropped him from involvement with Solar Opposites and Koala Man. And Royland resigned as CEO of Squanch Games. Will voices on Rick and Morty be recast? <clears throat> uh, Hollywood Reporter confirms the show will recast Royland's voice overalls and that uh, that he does for the main characters of Rick Sanchez and Morty Smith. The show will contractually is contractually bound to run for another four seasons, up to season ten, unless. Uh, writers make a left field decision to kill off main characters uh, for good and in observable in all observable realities uh, it's an inevitability some fans have posted online videos saying uh, of themselves auditioning for the role but current lead contender is TikTok personality Sean Kelly Saves who has a near perfect recreation of Royland's character this is all fan speculation. It will be up to co-creator Dan Harmon to decide what he wants to do with the voices. Uh, either try to match the original voices as closely as possible or hire completely different voice actors and devise an in-universe reason to explain why they've changed. Uh, and in a show as off the wall as Rick and Morty, the latter is possible. Because they could literally could. They could just turn up and have yeah. different voices and be like, well, I'm glad the, uh, the voice changer thing worked. I- I'm glad I sound dingy now. Uh, it says, in a word, Roland may have co-founded the show, but the show had an entire writer's room, and the last time Roland was credited for writing this show was for Morty's Mind Blower, uh, M- M- Morty's Mind Blowers, which was episode six, uh, episode eight of season three in 2017. Uh, granted, Roland could have been prepping and uh, prepping, peppering in improv and ad libs along the way, and in a writer's room, uh, only the lead writers are credited with the episode, but fans should take a wait-and-see approach for Season 7 that is already in production. We may not see any significant changes until Season 8 or 9, since the writers are already one step ahead in the production cycle. So, fuck. Suspected paedophile accusations. It's not great, especially like the whole... If they are, if they prove that he is fucked, absolutely fucked. Oh, my phone's not on silent. Lol. But um, yeah, what do you guys think about that? Then I think it's fucking. That's... I don't know what to think. Really, to fair. Hey, Bob. Hey, Bob. Hey, Bob. Yeah, damn it! I thought I'd sneak in without you noticing. Uh, it ain't for me. I've got my screen on on the chat, so can't hide from oh. me. 
Damn it. Good to hear from you. How are you? Mm. I'm That's good, thank you. How are you guys? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, not too bad. Um, Lovely to hear yeah. from you. Yeah. We've skipped uh, one obvious topic we've skipped. We're on, just on the Justin Roiland one and uh, all the shit that's going down with that. I have no idea what that's about. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, long story short, um, he's got some serious allegations against him. And okay. if they do try to be founded, he's fucked, essentially. Yeah. Uh, abuse and... Uh, pedophilia. Yeah, potentially e? pedophilia, depending on if they actually take some of this evidence that has been put out there and add it to the case. Who is he? He's the voice of Rick and Morty. <gasps> yeah. yeah. And the and also the no. one he did um, voices on uh, High on Life as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, not Rick and Morty. <sighs> God, I'll never be able to watch it again. <sighs> yeah, that apparently makes me uh, he was charged and pardoned not guilty in 2020 to uh, domestic battery and false imprisonment regarding an ex-girlfriend. Oh, dear. And then he's come out since then and gone, actually, he also uh, came to me when I was underage and talked talked dirty to me and also got someone who was underage drinking. um, This is all allegedly, by the way. Underage drinking Mm -hmm. age, drunk, and then made them blow him. Oh, damn. Against their will. So I was like, oh, this does not sound great. No, it does not. It does not sound great. So unfortunately, like he he does so much different stuff. Like he he worked on Solar Opposites as well, which is a great show as well. Mm-hmm. But like it just oh, you, you kind of feel a bit dirty when you realise that are some of those jokes that he put in the show. Well, yeah. 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 It's not good. No. Not good. But one good thing, completely, well, different-ish topic, Tom Brady's retiring. Oh, um, NFL did. Yeah, he needs to. He, oh my God. I watched the last half. He's in mid-40s, isn't he? 45? Yeah. Wasn't Tom Brady the guy that caused issues with dogs Something. no no that's not tom brady that's um it is uh, it was Vic- victory but i can't remember what his actual name was hmm. victor something um i know tom brady just he, you could see in the last packers game that he just needed to he, he was done he was hang, done. His, hang his boots up as it were yeah, yeah. He, he was done. <clears throat> but it's He's been doing NFL for a good, what, 15 years? 15, 20 years? Yeah. I'm 12 seasons. actually still mm. able to compete because that's not a... Even padded up, it's still quite a hard-hitting game. Oh, yeah, definitely. And he's a quarterback as well. well so... Yeah, so you, get, you take big hits as quarterback. Not that I yeah. know from experience, but just watching it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
sorry, I'm so tired today. But <laughs> um, oh. so yeah, oh fucking hell, we didn't have a, de- a celebrity death this week, but but we do have a celebrity career death. Also, um, you know how Alec Baldwin um got in. Oh, the, the I've heard about him. About him supposedly like shooting somebody and said it was an accident. Yeah. Uh, yeah apparently, they are charging him with. Uh, Is it manslaughter? Yeah, manslaughter. I don't know if yeah. it's voluntary or actual, but yeah. they've basically gone and done what every other gun tuber did at the time, which was go and get a v- version of that pistol. And realize that what he was saying was full on bullshit. Yeah, because he said, "Oh, it went off. I I didn't do anything." And it's like literally, they tried fanning the gun to see if it would go off accidentally. Um, and they said the only way he could physically fire this gun, and like someone actually got the exact same pistol, not the one that he uh, allegedly killed the person with, but the same, same one was gone, and. Prove that there's a safety on a half press of the the trigger, so it won't actually fire no matter how far you flick it back. Um, because it'll lock when it gets fully locked, and halfway it just locks again. So you can't. Oh no! And he said, and he like actually was like flicking it just a little bit. And it's like there's not enough pressure there to fire the. To fire it. Yeah. So he said the only way he could have done this is pulling the trigger. But he says, well, I, but this is all. Alleged, he said, because well, he got to because he 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 gets sued if uh for just a, like saying this, but like he did go through that. So now, Alec Baldwin's in a huge pile of shit, basically. Yeah. Because he's got to prove that he didn't do the thing he said he didn't do when everyone and scientists have gone. Huh, actually, that's bullshit because of the way the gun's built. Yeah, it mean it takes me back to Brendan Lee being shot during the crow Hmm. you know even though it is loaded with a blank it can still kill somebody but this was a real bullet this wasn't blanks that was in that gun as well so it's like there's intent there um yeah that's just like why is live ammo on the set yeah who got did he know that it was loaded with live ammo it's yeah look what happened to um brandon lee you know the crow exactly well yeah but that was a, a blank at point blank wasn't it um well, I, I, I can't remember the, I can't remember exactly, but I have to dig into this again. But I, I I'm on reading somewhere that um, a natural bullet was loaded in the gun unknowingly. But I'll have to double check on that because I could be wrong. Uh, you know what? Just me, I'm googling it. Yeah, I'm gonna say. Cause Brandon's death. No, oh, don't you fucking dare make me fuck off. No, fuck, cunt, fuck's sake, I hate the Scotsman already. So, it says, um, after being cast in a headline, The Crow, filmed nearly all of his scenes when he was fatally wounded on set by a prop gun. It doesn't say... Whether or not it's a natural, um, proper bullet. Yeah. Um, so it said apparently the 
This exact same prop gun had been used to be fitted with dummy cartridges, which are said to look more realistic on film. Yeah. Commercially, dummy cartridges yeah. are fitted with bullets, though powder and primer are removed. However, because catastrophically in this instance, uh, the prop crew took the decision to make their own dummy cartridges, thus removing the gunpowder, but unbeknownst to them, leaving the primer still in the cartridge. During the film, the revolver mm. was discharged uh, with an improperly deactivated cartridge uh, chamber in the gun. This sadly meant the primer was set off and the force of the bullet was enough to um, drive the bullet into the barrel where it became stuck, known as a squib load. Tragically, the prop crew either failed to notice or perhaps didn't recognize the significance of the issue. Uh, in the scene that proved fatal, Brandon Lee the revolver was fired at Lee from a distance of 12-15 feet as planned, though the dummy cartridges were swapped for blank rounds, which feature a live powder charge and primer, but no bullet. So essentially, they made a miniature cannon out of this gun, and the bullet fired and killed him. Yep. So that's how Brandon Lee died. Um. Yeah. So fuck. Um. Let's move on to something a little bit more light-hearted then. Yeah. Uh, this is from the escapistmagazine.com. Soldiers trick <clears throat> AI security by going full Metal Gear and hiding inside a box. <laughs> uh, it says there are many ridiculous things in video games. A fat Italian plumber jumping on turtles. Pitch perfect car racers taking no damage despite the fact that they're crashing. A blue hedgehog can run fast. A man hiding in a box to avoid detection from uh, the enemy. Well, it turns out that last one, courtesy of Solid Snake and Metal Gear, isn't quite so ridiculous. As a pair of Marines successfully decided to hide in a cardboard box to get by an AI security system set up to detect enemy soldiers. We've all been there playing a Metal Gear Solid game. An enemy is walking around the corner or the camera is about to catch us during a stealth section, so we whip out our magical collapsible cardboard box and hide under it to avoid detection. Uh, the enemy doesn't question the random box lying in the hallway that wasn't there before on their last tour through the area, and whoever's watching the cameras doesn't question its appearance either. It's clearly the perfect form of camouflage, no matter where you are, sometimes including in real life. Uh, Paul Scher's latest book, Four Battlegrounds, uh, Power in the Age of Artificial Intelligence, takes a look at what is basically a global AI race to the top. And it's details of the story of how a soldier could hide in a box to evade AI security solid snake style. At some point, the US Army was testing AI monitoring systems and used Marines to help build the algorithms needed to test the AI against their cunning. The Marines always won. All eight of them tried out different tactics to get to the AI system in the middle of, the traf uh, in the middle of a traffic circle. A roundabout, I assume, then? Mm. Uh, and two of them took a page from Solid Snake crawling under a cardboard box and advancing their way towards the goal the AI was trained to recognise a walking soldier not a moving cardboard box uh, and completely ignored them allowing the approach giggling the entire time until they touched it and won the round other soldiers did somersaults dressed like a tree and succeeded it's pretty, uh, pretty ridiculous tests and without knowing the date that it all occurred, it could just be an example of early AI failing miserably. 
Uh, the most interesting thing about this is uh, Shah went with a Bugs Bunny analogy to compare the cardboard box sneaking to instead of Metal Gear Solid 1. Forget the fact that Solid Snake is a far better analogy con uh, considered they're basically doing the exact same thing but I can't actually find a single moment of Bugs Bunny sneaking up on Elmer Fudd in a cardboard box at all. Maybe Shah isn't a gamer and doesn't know the iconic move but you think at least one of his editors, copy editors, publishers or random people he let read the book will point out a far more accurate comparison available. Uh, final lesson here. When AI does eventually take over the world, we can all rest assured that those of us hiding in large cardboard boxes will survive as long as we don't have to leave them. <laughs> I mean, nowadays, it would pick up any movement and we go, hmm, could that fit a person? Maybe. Sound the alarm sort of thing. Whereas, I assume this was like, like I said, pre- um, way of doing it and yeah <laughs> so you can see one of the comments below <clears throat> treat your cardboard box with care take care of the box and it'll take care of you <laughs> this is my box there are many like it but this one is mine without me i'm you without my box i'm useless without the without me the box is useless <laughs> 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 I think I've got an, an idea for a podcast title. Full Metal Box. Uh, full Metal Solid, I was going for. <laughs> but Full Metal Box works. Full Metal Box will go with as the preliminary winner of that one. Um, So we are, we are in the gaming section, obviously, by that. Um... So next one, hey, hey, you know how well Marvel's Avengers worked out? This is from IGN.com, by the way, Dolph. This one's yours. Okay, one second. Okay. <coughs> oh. So, uh, Marvel Avengers to be delisted in September as development fuck off pop up come to an end. Crystal Dynamics is ending support for its struggling live service game. Who the funk it? A little more than two years after its original release, Crystal Dynamics is preparing to end development on Marvel's Avengers. The decision is said it, quote, untook in conjunction with our partners. According to a blog titled, Final Update for the Future of Marvel's Avengers, support will discontinue on September 30th of this year, after which digital purchases will no longer be available. All solo content will continue to be playable after support ends, and multiplayer will also remain available. Crystal Dynamics does not plan to release any new stories, features, or heroes making update 2.7, which added the Winter Soldier and the Colonial Lab Omega level threat content, the final release for the game. However, Spider-Man will still remain a PlayStation exclusive. There's your problem. The final balance update will be update 2.8, which will be released March 31st. Afterward, Crystal Dynamics says it will turn off the cosmetic marketplace and credits will no longer be purchasable. Credit balances will be converted into in-game resources and all cosmetics will be made available for free. We called Marvel Avengers one of the 2019's biggest disappointments when it first revealed and it fared little better when it released the following year. Earning middling reviews from players and critics alike, it soon saw a major drop in player count as players grew bored and moved on. 
Crystal Dynamics continued to release new content, including several new characters, but it never regained momentum after its troubled launch. Uh, the community insider Miller Ross first broke the news that Marvel Avengers would be shutting down and that the team would be mo- moved to Amazon Games' Tomb Raider project. The report also claims that Crystal Dynamics fired lead designer Brian Wagoner after a series of tweets from 2014 were unearthed in November, leading to a public disavowal of the studio. For each comment on the report, CD provided a link to the blog and did not issue any further statement. We know this is disappointing news that everyone in our community has such a connection to these characters and the stories. Crystal Dynamics went on its website. We are we're so so grateful that you came on, on this adventure with us. Your excitement for Marvel's Avengers, from your epic photo mode shots to your threads theorizing who our next heroes will be, to your Twitch streams, has played a large part in bringing this game to life. And that's all she wrote. So yeah. It was a bad idea to make Spider-Man exclusive to PlayStation, and yep. they couldn't get any likenesses, or they refused to get any likenesses of the Marvel uh, Cinematic <laughs> Avengers. It it was just a real shit show. I've got the game. I bought it dirt cheap, and I I played a lot. Well, if you, well, if you still well, well, if you still got it, all the um cosmetic stuff's going to be made available for, for free soon. I've I've not done any online. I didn't do any online. I just did the the main story, story. Stuff, and I didn't even finish yeah. that. It was cool enough. It's about Miss Marvel being created, basically. But the problem is that a lot of these AAA studios still think that live service games are the way forward. It's not. People still like single player games, or you know, just small knit games that don't require fucking servers, as it were. I mean, look how well the uh, the new-ish uh, Star Wars did, the single-player one, which EA said, quote, single-player games are dead. <laughs> the thing is, though, they're now making a second single-player game because of how well the first one did. No, really? Yeah. <clears throat> fucking dumbasses. Uh... <laughs> but we'll move on to that a bit later. Because yes. that, is, that is on our list somewhere. Oh, I need to... So, um, I don't think I've got the actual thing, but it was a video I watched about it. So, um, the Sony DualSense, whatever the fuck it's called, the the new Edge. one. It's like Edge. It's like Edge or some shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, has come out, and Spawnway finally got his hands on it. Um, he looked through it and all that, and the first thing that people have noticed is the battery itself is a lot smaller than the standard DualSense. Uh, PS5 controller. I mean, it does have cool things like the um, the actual thumbsticks can be removed, and you can swap them out for new ones. Um, and cool, I suppose. But yeah, doesn't uh, really you know you just fucking replace the battery. Though. You've got two function buttons underneath the thumbsticks, which are weird, and then you have two paddles on the back for the uh, like the the clickies on the back that you can add the little paddles to. Um, oh, like uh, the Elite controller. Yeah, exactly like the Elite controller. Uh, but it's only got two, not four. So, it has like a lot of customization, so you can re-label like, buttons and add the buttons onto the back paddles. Um, so, the DualSense original controller, the ones you buy with a PS5 standard, 
lasts about eight nine hours they said on a on a standard gaming session which already is not as good as like the xbox ones the xbox ones go for like 10 12 hours minimum maybe even more like sorry i'm gonna fuck about with my fucking chair decided it was gonna sink on me uh <laughs> and people have done preliminary tests on the DualSense edge uh which has 500 milliwatt hour battery reduction from the standard dual sense controller so it's already like two-thirds smaller the battery capacity and it only lasts for six hours at most christ my mind we tried with double a's last longer than that and that's for nearly 200 pound 200 dollar fucking pro controller people are not happy about <laughs> this and rightfully so rightfully well, fucking so the worst thing is, though, as you recharge those controllers, the the life from those batteries are going to drop even more. And you're, you're spending 210 quid on a fucking controller replacing about, I don't know, about a year due to fucking battery problems. Yeah. It is. It is. Always get a controller with interchangeable battery packs or batteries. Don't get one that's pre-built in because your battery fucks up and you've got to get a new controller. Simple. Because mm-hmm. as, yep. as you use batteries, the, they, don't, they don't hold charges like they used to. It's like, it's like with mobile phones, you know, you charge it up so many times, the battery life degrades to a point where it doesn't hold a charge anymore. So I'm you're, you're out of a sure fucking phone. The, the, um, I don't know if it is with the PlayStation one, but I'm pretty sure with the Xbox Elite and the um, like Switch Pro controllers, mm. if the batteries are out of those, they will still function even though um, they are wireless but they're going to hit this wish who this day wants to play with a wired controller yeah it's like that they, they sense that they are plugged in and just even if the battery's fucked it'll still work sort of thing unless the battery breaks and causes issues with the internals through corrosion yeah but it's like even then it's like you're paying 200 pounds for this fucking controller that's meant to be better than your standard one but you give it less battery life I mean, I understand there's more shit in that controller, but still, wouldn't you have worked a way around to make that controller have better battery life? Or, I don't know, make the controller slightly bigger to accommodate the bigger battery power. There's, there are remember, ways around do you, it. Do you remember the, the Mad Cat's Xbox controllers? Oh god, they were fucking awfully big. Yeah, they were they were slightly more chunkier, yeah, but they had a lot of um, gizmos in it, so like you do shit what you do. Like, you had turbo modes, you had... Um... Rumble, but they 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 took fucking three batteries though. But they were pretty bulky. You can drop them on the floor, and they're like, yeah, and <laughs> like a Nokia. Well, my, looking at my Elite Series Two next to my uh, Series X controller, it's it's fucking well heavier, and it's slightly like thicker. Yeah, so it's a bit more robust. Yeah, but it's like marginally thicker. It's not like crazy thick. So there's precedent for it being like upgraded a bit. Sorry, I'm leaning away from the mic when I said that. There's like precedent for them doing this to make it work better. But it's just... It's form over function again, once again, with Sony... We've got the supposed issue that they might overheat because the liquid uh, cooling 
solution they've got could actually corrode through its own fucking uh, casing. casing if left upright. Yeah, there's, there's only been there's been very very um, I know we spoke about the last podcast, but it's, it's been very very isolated with the incidents, so we don't know whether or not these ones that have been affected have been left in hotter environments, shall we say? Mm, but the fact is, if it can fail like that, then there is precedent for it going to happen again. Yeah, but if the if, if these consoles are in, say, like a like a like a cupboard unit where it can't breathe, then yeah, then that's mm. kind of on that's kind of fault with the user, not the actual console. Yeah, I know. I've got to give. Uh, they always they always say, with, especially with consoles or anything that gives off heat, keep it away from other heat sources so it can actually cool down. Mm. I, I know. I, I said I, I'm trying to keep like a a very even tone about Sony these days because we do shit on them a lot. But well, they deserve it. They they kind of ask for it with the the Dual Sense uh, Edge controller. Like this is your premium controller and it doesn't fucking run as long as your standard controller. And it costs almost as much as a Series S. Yeah, it's like you pay. Well, you get a console more. and a fucking controller for you have a little bit about four quid more than like. Elite Series 2, I think. I'm going to have a look at the battery life on Elite Series 2. Elite Series 2 is probably the one that costs the most, like 180. I think it's like uh, 8 or 9 hours, I think. So, Depends you have all the features turned on, I suppose, if you've got the bumble on. Uh, well, this is under uh, uh, battery life. Up to 40 hours. When okay. used wirelessly without a headset. So obviously, what obviously with a headset obviously drains the battery more because you're also pulling audio as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mine did last ages without having to charge the fucking thing. So same with that with the headset with the Xbox controllers. It's the dual sensors that. Oh, it has, with... got, it has got a headphone jack. It has got a microphone built into it as well. So, so would that theoretical six hours be only with three then? In theory, if you're using a headset. No, well, this this is like if you are using it how you would use a standard one, so headset plugged in, the microphone plugged on. Oh, so six hours including headset. Yeah. Okay. So that's not great, still considering you're getting eight hours standard one. Considering that eight is not very great with a, um, like an Xbox One controller lasts uh quite a long time. Uh, I'm gonna have a look up the. Because I think the Xbox One controller is at least 12 hours. Uh, battery life. When my charge was in my Xbox controller, I got about 8, maybe 9 hours. The average lifespan of AA batteries in an Xbox controller is roughly 40 hours. The average lifespan of most common rechargeable battery packs, the Xbox Play and Charge Kit, is only 30 hours. That's like five times as good as the fucking standard PlayStation 5. Are those hours including the headset or not? Or um, no? Well, this is... Yeah, because my, my Xbox One with my headset, hmm. if we start playing seven days at, say, nine o'clock, the battery starts running out about midnight... I think, yeah. well, this is probably just having the, um, without it plugged in to anything. I think it's just uh, Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, 
with the headset, you put it like an eight, nine, maybe a ten hours at a push. Yeah. But still, Depends how loud you have the volume as well, though. Yeah. But still, compared to the, the fact that your premium fucking controller doesn't last as long as your standard controller, what are you thinking? What are they thinking? That should be. So they can get more money. But, they, but you can't even replace the battery with a better battery for extra money, SpongeBob. It's just <laughs> fucked. So people are going to see that. I'm like, why am I spending £100 more for something that works less? It's, it's like, they could buy Scuff. I'm, I'm looking up how much Scuff PlayStation controls are. Scuff being a brand, by the way. Uh, Scuff. PS5. <clears throat> but were those Scuff controllers PS4 games? Probably not. Well, no, but does the, the Dual Sense Edge work with them? <clears throat> so, this one, the Reflex Pro uh, Scuff controller, it is £219. Uh, a bit more. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't tell us the battery life, though. Ah, that's a bit disappointing. Because you're paying a, a bit more money for the scuff controller and you're getting almost two to three times more power out of the battery pack. Let's learn more. Uh, complex uh, paddles, tech specs. Uh, warranties in the box, controllers, compare models. No, they do not say how much it is. So a basic scuff reflex is £200. It has remappable paddles, it has a high-performance grip, it has adaptive triggers, instant triggers and bumpers, interchangeable thumbsticks, which the other one does, Bluetooth, vibration modules, mute button, onboard profiles, USB-C and customization. So this does everything the other one does. But, uh, let me have a look at Scuff. So, PS5, Scuff Reflex, Battery Life is what I want to find. Copy. Uh, we're doing a lot of Googles tonight. That's good. Uh, life. Scuff has rechargeable batteries. No, that's <clears throat> okay. I found a review from somebody. Uh, this is off PCGamerMag.com. Uh, does it tell you how long the battery lasts for? Looking for the batteries. It doesn't tell you. And this is a review that should have about battery life. Uh, blah, 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 blah. 
I'm dead. I feel dead. This was my first week back at Paul after Christmas. Yeah. I've been out for four weeks and I've been dying. I can imagine. <laughs> Everything yeah. hurts. Uh, so, the scuff controllers don't have vibration, but they do have four buttons on the back instead of two. So that seems to be the only difference. I can't see anything about the, the uh, actual battery life. Yeah. So all I can say is oh, I don't know. Right. Uh, next topic. I think this one might be you, Dolph. Is it? Okay, I don't know. Yeah. The. Uh, <clears throat> so we've been at we've been at ends about this Activision Blizzard deal going on for the last seventy thousand years. <laughs> Young um, this article is from windowscentral.com. Sony has now been accused of lying to the EU regulators about the Microsoft Activision deal. Despite his insistence that Call of Duty will remain on PlayStation, Microsoft says Sony is suggesting otherwise. Ooh. So what we need to know, uh, Microsoft's Frank X. Shaw has claimed that Sony recently lied to the EU regulators about his in-progress acquisition of ActiveList. Specifically, he says that Sony told the EU Microsoft, they told it, comma, fuck you. <laughs> Specifically, Shaw says that Sony told the EU, comma, Microsoft wasn't willing to offer the PlayStation Maker parity with Call of Duty, okay, despite Microsoft previously proposing a 10-year deal. Okay, so Bob, for you, we found out that whenever we needed to add a comma, we would now say comma really loudly to show that they didn't put one in. Because, fuck me, modern day punctuation and writing... Holy shit. Yeah. Apparently, apparently grandma hard these days. Really tell me that. I mean, I, I, uh, I even know how to type properly. I'm I'm really bad with grammar and stuff, but it's like if I feel like I'm running out of breath, I put a comma in there. Yeah. So Microsoft continues to assert that it wants to bring games to more people, not less, and that making Call of Duty exclusive to Xbox would defy business logic. <laughs> As Microsoft's planned $69 billion acquisition of ActiveList continues to attract thorough scrutiny from regulators, the company has claimed that Sony, the producer of PlayStation and one of the deal's largest opponents, recently lied to the EU about its plans for Call of Duty. While Microsoft has probably committed to keeping the popular first-person shooter franchise on PlayStation once the merger closes, the firm says that Sony has begun suggesting otherwise to the Brussels officials. This news comes as the EU reportedly plans to serve Microsoft an antitrust warning about the deal. Uh, I hear Sony's briefing people in Brussels claim Microsoft is unwilling to offer them parity for the Call of Duty if we acquire Activision. Nothing could be further from the truth, wrote Frank Exshaw, Microsoft's corporate VP of communications. We've been clear. We've offered Sony a 10-year deal to give them parity on timing, content, features, quality, playability, and any other aspect of the game. We've also said we're happy to make this enforceable through a contract, regulatory agreements, or other means. Call of Duty has a series frequently home to countless players and hundreds of millions of dollars in sales is unquestionably one of the largest entertainment franchises in the world. Initially, Microsoft offered Sony terms to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation for three years following the completion of its Activision acquisition, which CEO Jim Ryan called inadequate in a statement. Following this, Microsoft offered Sony a 10-year deal with the two companies reportedly meeting to discuss specific details. The full outcome of these talks remains unknown, but based on Shaw's public statements, it appears that an agreement was not reached. Microsoft has repeatedly asserted that making COD exclusive to Xbox consoles would not be in line with its plans. 
With Microsoft Game and CEO Phil Spencer stating that Microsoft is primarily acquiring Activist for its dominant mobile game position and that the firm wants to be where the players are, especially with franchises the size of Minecraft and Call of Duty. In an in an op-ed, Microsoft President Brad Smith also wrote that making COD exclusive would be an economically irrational as a vital part of Activist's Call of Duty revenue comes from PlayStation game sales. Sure, it trades these arguments with his own comments. Sony is the console market leader, and it would defy business logic for us to exclude them with the Call of Duty ecosystem. Our goal is to bring Call of Duty and other games, as we did with Minecraft, to more people around the world so they can play them where and how they want to. Regulators are expected to make final decisions about the merger in the spring, with the UK's CMA planning to share a preliminary decision in late January or February. The EU and the CMA are set to deliver their verdicts on April 11th and April 26th, respectively. Notably, the US FTC has already filed a lawsuit to block the deal, citing upcoming Xbox and Windows PC exclusive games from the recently acquired Zenimax, such as Starfield and Redford, as examples as why the company can't be trusted. Earlier this week, a report suggests that the FTC timed its lawsuits to manipulate the EU and discouraged the regulators from reaching a settlement with Microsoft regarding its concerns about the deal. Well, they Between never, the... They never <coughs> say that the uh, Starfall or... Uh, Starfield or Redfall are actually going to be um, multi-platform? No. So. They, 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 stated, they, they stated that current existing titles will remain multi-platform. Yeah. So between the FTC reportedly timing its lawsuit against the merger to manipulate the EU into avoiding settlements with Microsoft and Sony outright lying about Microsoft planned commitments, it's hard not to laugh at just how ridiculous things have gotten. Assuming Shaw's assertions are true, Sony's approach to opposing the merger has reached a new level of bad faith. It reminds me of when the company complained Microsoft might raise its prices after buying Activision mere months after it rose the cost of its own PS5 systems. Yeah. Admittedly, it is possible that Microsoft isn't being honest here itself. However, unlike Sony, it's proven that it's actually willing to come to the table with the company publicly stating several times that it's happy to work with regulators and negotiate with competitors. Three Microsoft even entered a 10-year commitment to put Call of Duty on Steam and the Nintendo Switch, mind you, showing its willingness to bring Activision Premier Shooter to platforms other than its own. For those reasons and because of Sony's conduct thus far, I'm strongly inclined to believe this is I'm strongly inclined to believe Shaw's claim. At the end of the day, it's become increasingly clear that Sony is willing to say or do whatever it has to do to obstruct the acquisition. And now that includes blatant lying to the regulators. So I ask this, who's really trying to stifle competition? Yeah. That article was from a dude called Brendan Lowry. Hey, so um did we talk about last last podcast or or not that thing where Microsoft were like, Hey, uh we're calling you witnesses only and you have to tell us your practices in court. Oh, um yeah, they um got a subpoena, haven't they? Um basically they said, um, we need to know uh why you won't allow us and i had until last uh the Friday of the podcast i think i had it was the friday after i can't actually remember i don't know but we never found out what went on. uh i can have a quick look one second uh, phone fuck off because um that would be very interesting to find out i think this podcast is sponsored by google and wikipedia i wish it was we get so <laughs> Um, like how many things have we had to Google and go, oh, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Let me just Google this. But I just Google. I do know for a fact that that they literally Sony were called to the FTC lawsuit thing of like, hey, you need to tell us your practices and that to show that uh, how you're doing your thing uh, is no worse than ours. So, for those who aren't familiar with the term subpoena, it's essentially a legal ordering a individual corporation to attend a court hearing or produce documentation in the advance of that hearing. So, it's a a legal binding request that they have to abide by. If they don't turn up or don't provide the documentation, so, then... Yeah. So, so essentially, Microsoft was saying to offer up details of PlayStation game production pipeline to help strengthen its case. But if Sony refuse, then... Um... Yeah, because basically yeah. what Sony is and saying we'll... is Microsoft are making exclusives. And it's like, but they're now Microsoft are going, well, we're going to get a subpoena to show that you make exclusives too. Yeah. Which they do. Which they do. Every console does. Nintendo, yeah, Mario, I saw an advert the other day for something that was Zelda. only available on Steam and PlayStation, mm-hmm. and it even said not available on on any of the other consoles nope. in the advert. Yep. I can't remember. It is Halo, it. Uh, Gears of War, uh, will be Starfield and Redfall, um, and then Sony. They've got Uncharted. They've got. Fucking Last of Us. They've got Spider Man. They've got uh, Horizon. So it's like the, you, they all have exclusive characters and IPs for their consoles. Well, yeah. Again, you've got Nintendo. But Microsoft's not allowed to do it because Microsoft are going to do the the thing. It's like it's yeah. pretty much like I'm going to use a Spider Man analogy. Microsoft is Spider Man, and J. Jonas Jameson is Sony. And it's like, look at this web crawling menace destroying our <laughs> game company. And it's like, what? No, Dude, you've already done. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, it's not. If anything, you're doing it by slating them. And it's like, preposterous. I need pictures of Xbox doing bad things now. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. And, but it's it's one of those things it's yeah it is one of those things though where if microsoft can publicly give information that they've done this that they've <coughs> to sony and going here we go we offered you this you said no we offered you this you said no what do you want mm. us to do about it but I, like i said last yeah. podcast i want this to fail so activision goes we don't want to fucking deal with you anymore we're not we're not publicly yeah. dealing with you after our uh contracted agreements so they go to for so hey, we want to we want to um, offer you COD full exclusive for ten years. Yeah, it'd be hilarious, yeah. and it'd just be like we're going to give you exclusive. We're going to work with Nintendo. We're going to get it on Steam and other platforms. Fuck Sony. And we're going to get all platforms except Sony. Yeah, and then that'd be yeah. Sony's fault, and it would be hilarious because then it's like Microsoft don't spend the money on it. They're not monopolizing. It's Activision's own. Choice um, to choose their platform of choice. Exactly. Yeah. And if they want to work with Microsoft and Nintendo and and PlayStation uh, PC platforms and fuck Sony in the arse, that's, that's on Sony. Yeah. And I wholeheartedly want that to happen. So it's it's, it's like those... you've got a, when when you've got a kid who's who you're saying, well, do you want to live with mom or dad? Mm. If one of them's going to miss out, because the kid's going to pick one of them. Yeah, and in this instance, Activision Blizzard being the kid. Yeah, exactly. They go to Papa Sony or Mother Microsoft. 
Mm. And then it's like in every kind of case like this, one parent is slating the other parent and the other, the other parents, but it doesn't yeah. want him to live with me. I don't exactly. want him all the time. You still get to yeah. spend time with him. Why are you causing yeah. issues? You can still see him. You this can still do it. very close to my <laughs> actual life at times. I'm going to back off of this, but it's it's like they, they've never said it was going to be exclusive. No. They, they offered it to them. They offered it to them on a short contract. They got fucking shattered on. They got offered it for a longer one. Still apparently, nah, fuck it, man. And it's just like, just whatever. It's it's. It's coming that way. <laughs> but it's just frustration. I think that Sony don't want to lose out on potential exclusives down the line, so they are doing their best now to make this look so bad that when they do their exclusives, they're like, "But these were already owned by us," and not. And, but then um we also found out was last session as well that they went to square enix and basically said hey uh don't put these games on there on konami and it's like don't put those games on there we we uh want the exclusive to them we'll be very unhappy and we'll we'll consider not um or it was implied that they said that they wouldn't um go with their games and stuff in future if they did go to microsoft on that so like forcing exclusivity of certain games like that's why final fantasy 7 remake still isn't on xbox because apparently sony have gone in and blocked that by basically telling square enix that they would probably impose some kind of sanctions on them if they did so it's, it's very like weird how they're trying to stay number one but they're doing things and they're saying things and they're showing that what they're accusing microsoft of is literally what they're doing right now and it is such a weird time to be in listening to the back and forth between sony and microsoft because microsoft said yes we used to do it in the past on certain things that we owned yeah, but other, other if you own it, it's your choice what you want to do with it. Yeah, it's like they did also say that stuff like Elder Scrolls and Doom and like anything that wasn't exclusive to begin with would still have places on other consoles. I think it's what it is is that Sony don't want another Microsoft game coming out on their con yeah. on their consoles, so they are trying to fight this to make sure that they don't get another Xbox branded thing in their Sony console because they've got Minecraft in there they'll have Doom in there uh, Elder Scrolls Online uh, all these studios that are like Bethesda, Zenimax and all that own all those games are going to be Xbox branded because they're under Xbox Game Studios <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah so it's yeah it's, it's fucking stupid but yeah it's just how it is. I'm afraid they're gonna they're gonna cause shit all the way up to the the finish line, and either Microsoft and Activision make the deal and it goes ahead and everyone agrees to it, or the deal doesn't go ahead and Activision is like fuck you, Sony, you ain't got any way of making us come to you because of all this bad air you've aired over this. 
and stopping us from pushing ourselves into this. Hey, but speaking of uh, not bad air, and this is not a fuck EA for once. This is a oh okay, good one EA. So you mean be like what the fuck EA? Who are you? Yeah, EA. <laughs> huh? What have you done with them? Is it a pod person? So from the escapistmagazine.com again, uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor hits a six-week delay for polishing. So publisher EA and developer Respawn Entertainment have de- 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 have announced a delay for their highly anticipated sequel, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, pushing its release date to the 28th of April 2023 on PC, PlayStation 5, and Xbox S and X. The Star Wars game previously set to launch on March the 17th this year. In a statement published on social media, um, Respawn said the extra six weeks of development is used to provide fans with a more polished experience. Uh, Jedi Survivor is a direct response from the feedback of our community delivering expansive destinations to explore, evolve combat and traversal, and of course, its continuation of Cal and BD's story, the statement said. From uh, director Stig Asmussen. Asmussen? Yeah, I said that. Or Asmussen, I suppose. Uh, And the rest of the Respawn team. Making this game has truly made us a better team. Okay. (laughs) So I I always find that hard to, like, thinking, oh, this game's made us better people. Okay. Okay. Okay, Respawn. Okay. Okay. And we have pushed ourselves uh, at every level to make this Star Wars sequel our fans expected from Respawn and Lucasfilm games. Uh, long prior to today's delay, Jedi Survivor was revealed in May of last year as a sequel to EA Respawn's massively successful words get teeth in, uh, Jedi uh, Fallen Order. Um, it's like the website's featured um, update revealed that there will feature five different fighting stances and mounts for players to ride. So it sounds like they're going bigger and better, and rather than going, hey, we're going to cyberpunk this shit, they went, actually, wouldn't it be clever if we actually didn't do that? <clears throat> um, next up as well. So Apex Legends, the pseudo... Titanfall. Yeah, kind of it's, it's what Timefall happened to be. It's what killed Timefall, basically, because Apex is the Timefall Universe Battle Royale game. Um, it was out on everything, including mobile. And um, they released a statement that says, uh, and I'm quoting this, we have made the painful decision to sunset Apex Legends Mobile. Uh, this decision does not come with ease. Factors beyond our control have prevented us from maintaining the high-quality experience and content that our players deserve. As a result, the game will sunset on May the 1st, 2023 at 4pm, after which uh, that time it will be no longer playable. Our gratitude to our players teams uh, for joining us on Apex Legends Mobile, even if it was for a short while, is, un- uh, is unending from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you. Yeah, I did post an article above this as well, above the um, Battlefield one. So this is uh, basically what you essentially said, but this is from EA.com. <clears throat> At Respawn, we aim to provide players with games that are consist- consistently outstanding. Following a strong start, the content pipeline for Apex Legends Mobile has begun to fall short of that bar for quality, quantity, and cadence. 
It is for this reason, after months of working with our development partner, that we have made the mutual decision to sunset our mobile game. Although disappointing, we are proud of the game we've launched, are grateful for the support of the Apex Legends community, and are confident that this is the right decision for players. Respawn and the Apex Legends team remain excited about mobile as a platform and look forward for new opportunities to serve players there in the future. In terms of what players can be expected from here, today marks the beginning of a 90-day window before we sunset the game. As of 1pm PST today, January 31st, we'll be disabling all real money in-app purchases in the game as well as removing the game from web stores. During this period, players can spend their existing syndicate gold and can continue play until the f- full game until the f- 4 p.m. PDT on May 1st, 2023. We understand there will be many questions surrounding this decision and want to assure our players that we are here to help. Below, you will find a list of questions and answers that will help clarify next steps. The questions that are answered here below, please click here. Our love for the Apex universe and our players remains unchanged. We look forward to exploring this universe, its characters, and its stories along with you. In the meantime, we appreciate your continued support and patience as we navigate these next steps. Then you got like a load of blog FAQs, essentially. Are, are you able to play Apex Legends with your character on console and PC from mobile, or is it different? It's just um, it's just the mobile version's been sunsetted. So as far as I'm aware, console and PC are still being continued to be supported. Not, not that. As far I mean, as I'm if, aware. If you had an account on mobile, would that count for console and PC? See, blog FAQ. Because that would be something I'd be asking. Can I still play my characters if I log in on? The others with my mobile credentials. Okay, let's click, let's click on let's click on the click here link. Insert elevator music here. Oh come on, link. Oh, the link doesn't want to fucking load on me, you bastard. But, um, yeah, like, if you think about it, they've got the PC version, they've got the console versions, which is now three because they brought it out on Switch, and the mobile port as well. So, if they are all running the same and interconnected fire accounts, yeah, that's going to be really hard to keep that running. Especially if mobile is is the one that they've worked the least on, and I can see why this would be the the one to cut the and well the easiest one to cut really, um, because you, they've only just released it on uh, Switch in the last year. It's been on console PC since launch. You you kind of got to um, if you if you're struggling you've got to cut the weaker thing and the mobile market obviously didn't take off as well as they thought it would but um yeah after the link and all it's gone to is like a like a troubleshoot help or do you want to report people on missing account account ban so it's not really fucking helped well um unfortunately so as it currently stands i don't know whether or not you can continue your uh mobile escapades on another platform out next Time, yeah, I'll, I'll make a minute. We've got minute, to tell my minute. birthday before it becomes an issue, anyway. So, uh, so next one. So, Battlefield twenty forty two, that huge, heaping disappointment of a Battlefield game. Um, so when it first came out, no character was class based. 
So you could have a sniper that has the recon gear, or you could have a full-out assault rifle uh, gillied-up guy. Because basically, how it worked was they had like class, character-specific uh, abilities. So you could get like a, a guy who has a recon drone that will tag uh, people, for instance. Um, kind of like how the MAVs were in the earlier Battlefield games. Then uh, he could be, though, because they didn't have classes, that guy could also then be the combat medic that runs around with a rocket launcher blowing up tanks. Because you could actually add all the abilities from every other classes in previous games to that one character, basically. So you could have this unbalanced fucking guy running around with an LMG, dressed like a ghillie sniper, uh, with a recon drone, reviving people and destroying tanks in the middle of the battlefield. But, um, hey... So a, jack, know, a jack of all trades, isn't it, essentially? Yeah. But you know what they've done? They've brought back the class system. So you know, that... you, you, you're really lucky I'm sitting down right now. <laughs> so, the recon class is going back to being recon. The snipe, uh, the, the medic class is going to be a medic class. So, all these characters that had all these unique abilities that could do everything are now going back to their original class-based thing. So, the guy in the ghillie suit with the recon drone is a sniper class. The guy, the woman who has a medic pistol that's like fires medic uh, healing darts at you, she's going to be a medic. The the person with the engineering uh, bonuses has the engineer. The assault guy, oh guess what? He's got he's going to be an assault guy again. So it's like another way of going. Hey, look, we, we're trying to fix the game. It's like, dude, you you basically unfucked what you fucked at the beginning, and this is what a year later. Too little, too late, I think. The console side of it, I'm pretty sure it's dead. I, I've not found a game when I've gone on just classic Conquest uh, on, on the game. I've not found a match that was a, that had any players in on the last three tries. I've, I've downloaded the 70 plus gigs fucking game, which took me all afternoon, to then go on and go, there's no one here, this is a dead game. So I don't know if it's going to make a difference, if it's going to revive everything. I don't fucking think so. The, doubt, the, doubt, to be fair. The issue with the game as well is they had the classic mode stuff where you could get like Bad Company 2, uh, Battlefield 3, Battlefield 1942 maps and game accurate weapons and abilities. Um, but they never added more than two maps for each one. So it's like, hang on, where's Operation Metro? Where's... Um, like some of the other fucking classic maps that you would expect from those games. Where are they? They never released them. They never put them in the game. They've not even made, as far as I'm aware, they've not made any effort to add any more stuff in. They could have added the entirety of the Battlefield 4 stuff as well. People would have gone fucking ballistic for it. But they've just gone, oh, these three games did well. Battlefield 3, Bad Company 2, and fucking uh, 20, uh, 1942. We'll just Throw a couple of those maps in, keep the fans happy. But that's the problem. We're not happy because we want more of that. If anything, we don't want the 2042 side. We want the fucking OG stuff. And then, yep. <coughs> So I, I can see the game quietly dying and then them going, oh, we might do a, a pod... Uh, a, a, what do you call it? A more thingy. Uh, a more 
rebooted Battlefield game and then Bad Company 3 silently comes out that we've all been asking for. Because we've all wanted Bad Company 3 for the past 15 fucking years or so. It, it just it freaks me out about this. They, they've fucked up this so much. They've listened to people and people are like, we want it more like a, a Battle Royale, but there's no Battle Royale mode. We want them to be hero shooting ability things. You did that and everyone fucking hated it. Don't fuck with the classic. Basically, give them new gadgets and stuff to use, but don't fucking give me a, a, a medic recon fucking assault demolitions guy. So fuck. Uh, Dolph, the next what topic we talked about last week, that was part of the other stuff. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, so, next topic I'm briefly going to talk about, but I'm not going to do any spoilers because i haven't finished the game yet so the dead space remake came out last week and holy shit if you want to play a remake that is actually made by people who give a shit about the source material and actually want to improve on that source material without fucking it up play dead space the 2023 remake if you've played the original, playing this one, it's like a new game. Well, it's like a retelling, but a retelling where you went. Wouldn't it be cool if Isaac talked? Isaac talks. Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if um we had the the gravity, like the zero gravity mechanics of Dead Space two and three, instead of this <laughs> awkward jumping spot to spot thing. The Dead Space 2 flying mechanics for Zero G is in the game now. There's new areas. There's shortcuts between areas. The map doesn't. You don't. You can actually traverse. I think if you did it properly, you can traverse huge sections of the of the like the the ship without actually having to use a tram. And um, even then, the tram isn't a loading screen. You can actually walk around inside the tram while it's moving to the next area because it loads in the background it's it's like fucking amazing what this uh, team have done and it shows that they have looked at the source material and they've like what can we add to this to make it better but what can we not fuck up and add to it that makes it worse so they added um gonna Wright, who did the voices for dead space two and three he's there he will talk about things when it's appropriate He's not like Nathan Drake was like, oh, I think I can do something with this. It's like if something happens that makes him freak out, he will go shit and go, oh, God. And he'll say it to himself, but he won't like make a big deal or something unless it's like he's talking to another person. Um, and it also makes like sense as well. Like there are, there are parts where I had this huge dialogue talk between another person. Because the whole point of Dead Space is you are looking for your girlfriend on this ship that's rapidly going to shit after you crash land on it because there is an issue with the ship. You've gone there to go and fix the ship because it's been radio silent for like 48 hours at that point. Um, the automated docking sequence fucks up and crashes your ship. You survive, you get off, you find out the horrors and everything that's going on. And you're trying to find your girlfriend while also trying to find a way to fix the ship and stop what's going on. 
that's basically the, the plot of Dead Space uh, without any spoilers to it and like one of the I've only played four hours so far and the section I got to when I played it the other night um, you are literally there looking uh, back in an area you've been before for Nicole and you get stopped by another character and this other character is like giving you all this exposition you're like I don't give a shit I'm looking for my girlfriend and like he will like the like Isaac will be like buddy I don't care I, I'm looking for my girlfriend so he's got this whole side story and all these side quests you can do by the way to flesh out like his relationship with her so you can go and look for in certain things you can go get security access upgrades because there is like uh rooms and lockers and that they require higher security access so as you go through the game you earn higher security access uh to these areas so you can go into them um there's also a new feature which is really cool but also fuck me the choices you have to make um these things called like circuit breakers so in a room they'll be like hey you need to power the fuel but do you to lock this power into the the refueling thing do you turn off the lights which means the the enemies will sneak up on you and you are listening for them because you can't see them unless you're pointing your torch and looking around that's attached to the gun uh sorry mining tool or um because it's not a gun it's a mining equipment the whole game is based around him using mining equipment to fight the enemies or do you turn off the oxygen so then you can see what's coming but you're on a time limit and holy shit i didn't want to turn the fucking lights off <laughs> uh, saying that i sound reminds a lot about um, alien isolation that thing you, get, you find a circle where you can either haze the room up so it's, if you're hard to be spotted but mm -hmm. again it's hard to spot everything else yeah. or you can um power out certain areas to put the lights on yeah that's kind of how Alien Isolation is. But uh, Dead Space Remake, I recommend it if you have the money. If it's on any kind of... Uh, I don't know if it's on Game Pass, actually. If it's on Game Pass... I, I think, think it is. I think it is. It's worth downloading and playing. If you played the original, it's worth downloading and playing to see how they have implemented some cut features that they couldn't fit in because of time constraints, how good the game looks, the change of direction in some of the conversations... Like your initial conversation, um, you're talking with everyone in the, in the ship before you crash on the main ship. You guys are talking about like girlfriends and um, like security clearance and the like the back and forth between everyone. There is like this sense that you are all fairly new working together. You've not really worked together that long, which then also sets up things later on for the the whole point of the the game of being a horror it's like who do you trust who do you um who do you not trust sort of thing and what's going on in the background what do you not remember going right what do you remember going wrong and it's like you you have this like brief interaction with all the main characters uh on the ship before it crashes and you can have like a, a dialogue afterwards i didn't leave the ship with the main crew because one of them was injured and stayed behind 
so I kind of went, I wonder if there's any more to this ship. So I had a wander around. I found uh, an, a text log and I could walk around a bit more in the ship. And I stood behind the character who had injured themselves. And they were like, hey, don't worry about me. I'll be fine. And, and um, then Isaac's character uh, then goes, well, how are you? Are you okay? And there's like a bit of back and forth that you wouldn't do if you just walked out the ship. So they've added all these extra little nuances and stuff. That really fleshes it out. If you are like me, a person who will like, let's hunt the differences. I probably, well, I've played about four hours of the game, but I probably only got two hours in because I am like, ooh, look at all the new things. Look at all the things I can do. Look at all over this. Look over there. So it's cool. I recommend it. Um, that's that's my review. I've not completed it yet. Um, I'm trying to avoid spoilers. Although playing the original one, I know what's going on, but I've heard wind that there might be an, an alternate ending as well. Ooh. But I don't want to know that any of the requirements or any of the um, details regarding that yet. But I am trying to do the one gun thing at the moment, so I am playing the entirety of the first Dead Space run-through on the remake with just the plasma cutter. Which is great by the way i've just upgraded it to have uh it has a ridiculous ammo count because you now sell in the shops or you can find around the ship you can find weapon well they're not weapon upgrades because it's tools aren't they they're mining tools get it in your head they're mining tools but there's mm. like um increases the capacity of the gun the clip the yeah clip, the ammo the, the ammo reserve or the uh the energy oh. reserve um so it went from like having 12 because i'd upgraded it a few times i think it's like starts off with 10 so it had a capacity of 12 i put a node into this special upgrade that i found and took into the the workbench to uh, apply it and it went up to 19 that's quite a jump right i think my current ammo clip is like 20 21 uh on the ammo sorry i really can just fucking pump it forever and then the latest one i got was the plasma does burn damage to whatever it hits so i am burning enemies as i'm also shooting them to de like to delimb them so that's pretty cool i think on the second playthrough i will when we do new game plus i will get the other guns out and stuff and maybe up the difficulty to medium i'm playing on easy because there is story easy medium hard and like hardcore i think for the the settings yeah basically you, you die that's it essentially yeah i'm not sure so like story <coughs> is you do stupid amounts of damage and they do minimal damage to you sort of thing so you can coast through and enjoy the experience um i'm playing on easy i've died once and that was to a fucking centrifuge <laughs> if you know where i uh you yeah know, I know. You know where i mean yeah. that's the only time i've died um but yeah enemies do you can get kind of mobbed by enemies and like they will do quite a bit of damage to you even then but then i've been able to find my way out either like doing the hoe down stomping or just fucking flailing for england getting the keys out flailing um but it's it's fun i i've enjoyed it so far i will play it through to the end and then i will probably do on my own time a new game plus where i just try and grind a few more achievements and maybe get the different ending if i don't get the different ending on the first run but we'll see 
And that's all I have to say about that. Um, GoldenEye Remaster came out on the Xbox Series X and S uh, last week as we record this. Um, it also came out on the Nintendo Switch 5 Virtual Console, so it was a basically just ported over. Um, my opinions on it might differ from everyone else's, but I think they could have done better with this uh, remaster. Yeah, it's it's, it's a good, it's a really great nostalgia hit, definitely. Oh yeah, I mean it runs okay. It still sometimes feels a lot slower than it should be, considering this is on a. Uh, massively better hardware uh the graphics are very janky at times considering it's meant to be also in 4k the fucking the text on screen is like 360p it's very blurry at times it's really hard very very pixelated as well you thought they'd gone and done a, a pass on that to make it look better um the draw distance is better but not really and if you stand still on, on Dam, which is the very first level of the game, and just look at the rocks, the rocks shimmer while you stood still because of rendering. Didn't they do that? Didn't they do that anyway? Nope. Huh. nope. There, there's been comparisons about how it, it's doing all this weird stuff that it shouldn't be doing, but they kind of like breathe and move, and they, they shouldn't do. The annoying part about it is, it's capped to thirty FPS as well. That's why it doesn't feel right. Um, if you ever heard of the the Xbox Live Arcade remastered one they did where it had new graphics and anniversary graphics, that ran at 60. <laughs> and you could switch Halo anniversary style between the new graphics filter and the new graphics engine and the old OG graphics engine and it all ran smooth as fuck. And I don't know what these guys have done. They're blaming source code and stuff. But there's a team out there that did it properly that we never get to play that version. And the one we've got now is great for nostalgia. But I feel like there's going to be lots of patches to bring it up to how everyone wants it to be. Because I I don't think it's as good as it should be. I'm glad I didn't get uh, didn't have to pay for it. Because yeah, so. if you own the Rare Replay digitally, you get it for nothing. If you have Game Pass, you can download it and play it for nothing while it's on there. Otherwise, I think it's like 20 quid to buy this game that feels like it shouldn't be 20 quid. I feel like they should have just given it away um, for free, basically, and let everyone enjoy the nostalgia. Okay. Yeah, I found an article about the lack of 60 FPS, if we have time. Yeah. This is from pureXbox.com. Uh, last week's arrival of God 907 on Xbox and Xbox Game Pass was a fantastic surprise, and we've been having fun reliving some memories over the past few days with slightly enhanced visuals and a much improved controller scheme. However, the elephant in the room is that God 907 on Xbox is sadly lacking online multiplayer capabilities, which it is. Yeah. And another downside is that it can only run at FPS even on the Xbox Series X. So why is this the case? Developers of the Xbox port, Code Mystics Incorporated, have been trying to answer a lot of questions over the past few days about various things, including these two topics. As such as the lack of online multiplayer is apparently something the studio had nothing to do with, although they'd like to try working on it. So, might happen? Soon TM. Yep. 
As with strict frame rate, this is said to be related to things breaking when testing at, at 60 FPS. But what about the, the fact that you can see the seams and the fucking graphics? Yeah. Especially on um, Skernavite and Dam. Yeah. yeah, Dam in the tunnel, you can see the seam between the two palettes of the fucking pixels. It's like, how, how do you not do a quality pass to make that work better? I feel like it was just like, we've got the go to do it, but we can only do the original. Get a team on it now. Go, go, go. So, so to get a fully authentic reproduction, emulation was used to reproduce the original logic design exactly. It could be overclocked to prevent dips below FPS, 30. But the original logic was designed for 30 and more functions at 60. Emulation accuracy can be a double-edged sword, apparently. There have been various other interesting comments from the studio lately, including that the decision to not use a port of the 360 version was made before the team was even brought on board. Even despite some of the downsides, we still think it's definitely worth your time to download on Xbox Game Pass and give it a try. The campaign is great with the new control scheme, and the classic split-screen modplay is still intact. If nothing else, just stick it, stick it on and pop along to the masterpiece of a menu theme. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No strafe on it, though. Uh, no strafe. Oh, yeah. It used to be a separate strafe button. I didn't even notice that was not a thing. Yeah, because you used to have like, the... It was the C buttons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, the top yellow ones. Yeah, I didn't notice the strafe wasn't there. C up, C down, C left, C right. Or, or no, I think it is. It's just it's part of the normal control scheme. Yeah, it's mapped on the left stick, and then you. Yeah, you, I think right you've got to hold down. If you've got to hold down your um left trigger to be able to strafe. Precise aiming. Yeah, then you use left and right to strafe, as it were. Hmm. But I, I don't know. Like I said, I. I have mixed opinions about this game because I feel like it could have been a lot better. Mm. And the whole remaster thing doesn't seem like it was really remastered that much at all. And I feel like they should have gone for the 360 version and emulated that. Because it sounds like that that version of the game ran native and wasn't needing an emulator. And the fact that it ran at 60 and ran great and you could switch between the two. I mean, there are... There are um, N64 emulators that run the game at higher fidelity and better quality. Especially on PC. The Switch version, for fucking instance, runs it better. I don't think it runs the, the frame rate any better, but it it looks better. People have done like side by sides of like the original version and the, the Xbox version and stuff like that, and it's like, oh my god, why? And then the Switch version and the Xbox version. And it's like, oh, why? Why did they not do it, make it better? I mean, I can understand the the Switch version maybe being clunky. I mean, they kept the original control scheme for fuck's sake, so everything's on one stick. Yeah, so but isn't the, they basically, the Switch basically used the NC4 emulator to play it anyway, don't they? Yeah. So, that's so people are getting one. frustrated because of that, because they can't use two sticks. Whereas the uh, the Xbox version is more in line with like a modern day shooter, so you can move your aim around with the right stick, but then the auto aim will snap on. But there's no like on a he- on screen crosshair until you do precise aim. So you really do have to rely on that auto aim snap and look where it's going. Otherwise, you are spraying a wall by accident and not actually killing anyone. But um. I don't know. I hope they'll, they'll do a few patches in the future to address some of the issues. Yeah. 
because I like the game, I'm just disappointed that I can literally go upstairs now, plug in my Nintendo 64, turn on my really fucking massive Sony Trinitron wide CRTV, and enjoy playing the original version of GoldenEye better than the remake that they brought out. That's meant to be a better version of the original one. Considering the original one went down into like 15 frames a second at times. Especially with a lot of, especially with a lot of explosions going on the screen, yeah. It got chuggy. Absolutely. Tank chuggy. level. Uh, cough, cough. Tank level. Cough. Yeah. I mean, it's admirable that they've got it to run at 30, but then there are people that made it run at 60 with no problems. Mm. Uh, so I don't know. I, I feel like the the way it's been done could be better. But we'll see. So we'll move on to the last topic, and then and a kind of a uh, kind of a high note, I suppose, but kind of, but not as probably high as what this um, guy got XP wise. So PCGamer.com reporting this: uh, MMO uh, player grinds god awful mini game tokens for eight years, uh, breaks in-game XP tracker by blowing it all in forty-nine seconds. <clears throat> it says first reported by Games Radar, an old school RuneScape player with the handle of NC State, presumably not an official representative of the rally based university, finally saw his reward after grinding an infamous minigame, the Brimhaven Obstacle Course, for eight years. As outlined by a friend, the user HodgePodge on Reddit, NC State finally brought his journey home turning in all the bank rewards uh, at once, gaining 178 million XP in RuneScape's suboptimal agility skill in less than a minute. This was such a rapid influx that the game's built-in experience per hour tracker couldn't keep it up and tapped out at 2.147 billion, even though NC State was progressing at a rate of 10.8 billion per hour. Agility. Two point one four seven seems to be like an overflow, possibly. Uh, agility in RuneScape is not exactly the long-running MMO's sexiest skill. It's associated with cool rogue stuff like uh, the graceful outfit in-game, but mechanically, it just gives you more stamina and lets you access assorted shortcuts throughout the map. One of the primary ways you can level it up is the Brimhaven Agility Arena, uh, a kind of skill vendor minigame. Uh, it's the re- the writer's experience with RuneScape was limited, trying to make a middle school um, boy like me uh, in 2004, failing and going back to playing Paper Mario instead. So instead, I never got there myself. Uh, but from what I can tell, assorted YouTube guides like the one above um, involves clicking a grid-based arena to highlight pillars and watching a cute little skill check cutscenes of your character walking a tightrope or avoiding bladed traps. It seems like the okay thing to do precisely once. Uh, NC State has put thousands of hours doing it since 2015. The project has spanned three American presidencies. Uh, To hear NC State describe it, it doesn't actually sound as bad as all that. No PC gamer, I don't want to sign up to your emails. Uh... I do want to add that Brimhaven is allegedly paced, or at least can be, if you don't 
to obstacles while you wait, he explained, in response to user L. Miko, who had estimated the project had required a ballpark 4,800 hours to do. <clears throat> Many times you're watching YouTube, reading news, browsing the web, etc. I almost was never on my computer for the sole purpose of doing agility, but I almost always had RuneScape up whenever I was on. So, uh, less a question of raw will and endurance and more patience, uh, patience and commitment, like tending a garden. After all those years of work, what benefits can NC State expect from a godly 200 million agility XP then? Stamina that never drains? Forbidden uber secret shortcuts? Well, for all practical purposes, RuneScape skill cap levels out at level 99 or around 13 million XP. So, this was all for a bit. Fair enough, NC State thought, uh, though. Uh, I do gotta wonder what he's gonna have on the background while watching YouTube now. Uh, the right of this guy was 10 Litchfield, by the way, of this film. So, yeah, that guy fucking just took RuneScape and made it his bitch. I've, I've tried playing old school RuneScape, by the way. Uh, I do have a character, and I'm mainly mining things at the moment because I just can't be arsed trying to do the dungeons and stuff or any main quests. I literally just stand in a field and mine iron and silver. <laughs> and then make daggers and sell them for gold. <laughs> it's it's probably one of those things where eventually, like if Lala's on and I can play uh, with her, I might actually go do some quests. But I'm going to be really over skilled in like blacksmithing and stuff because I, I just got bored. Because it is very like click this enemy and then it does dice rolls to decide whether you hit it or not. And if you do, you do a set amount of damage. And if you don't. You miss, and they might miss, and they might hit you and do a set amount of damage. And there's an occasional crit stat as well, but like the the game you is very old MMO in how it feels. So yeah. it, it makes a lot of sense that it being called old school RuneScape, you are going to experience it in its rawest old form. There are like newer versions of RuneScape, but People tend to go back to old school because it's the most um, well-thought version of the game. People enjoy the, the fact that it still runs. You can run it on mobile, for fuck's sake. You, Dolph, you could download it now and play it. That's how like yeah, um, like underpowered it is. It runs on like phones, on laptops. Um, it's, it's ridiculously easy to do. I even got like a mod to boost its resolution, boost the draw distance, and all sorts, which the game will let you do, uh, as long as you don't do any bot scripts and stuff like that. And he's like... Yeah, I, I, guess you, I guess you're banned. Yeah. So well, like, you take into a little town and you get <laughs> murked in front of everyone else on the server. Yeah. I wish that was still a thing, actually. That'd be funny to watch. But, um... Yeah, fair play to the guy doing that for fucking eight years, though. Yeah, I just did a quick digging on the the freeze by cat down two point one four seven. It's yeah, it's a thirty two bit integer overflow. Hmm. So yeah, that's why I capped out that at that height and that and that number. So if it had done it slower, it might not have done that, but um, uh, possibly. But Cause, cause again, because 
handed it in forty nine seconds and fucking completely Harry carried it. Yeah, but he would have he would have still lost a good chunk of it anyway because it was the each skill maxed out at level nine die. So, yeah, he would have lost the experience regardless, but he kind of, as I said, handed it in too quickly and never followed the integer. Yeah. It just means it just means that you want to do next time you need to do a sixty-four bit integer so you can get more of the play. I imagine he'd go on like the the new version of RuneScape, do the same thing of like "fuck you," crashes the server somewhere. <laughs> but um, yeah, interesting little final story. We've not really had. I mean, yeah, we've had a few things that are a bit shitty this time. One very shitty. Yeah. Uh, thing, but mostly it's been. Okay, this podcast has not been too bad. Yeah, it's been um, no deaths, so to speak. Mm. We're saving them up for next time, I think. Well, yeah, more than likely. Uh, we've had more to do with the Sony E uh, Activision shit, and the EA's not been wank for once. So yeah, no, it's kind of surprising. Yeah, I feel like Sony are just going. We're twirling the evil mustache, and EA's like, get on with it. We're just gonna yeah. not. I'm gonna step down with the crown for a little bit. Oh. If we claim that later in the year. Oh god, yeah, they've got they've got to fucking like I I give October time they'll they'll do something shitty. Uh, like, June, July. They broke it, they broke their streak. They'll be here like EA fucked it up and then go in why they have. But um Yeah, so we bring it on home. Yeah, why not? <laughs> So, if you want to send me a message of any questions you want to give me, uh, you can reach me at Dolphin Raptor on Twitter. I'll entertain most questions, as long as they're not religious, political, or racist. Uh, you can reach Stardust also on um, Twitter at Stardust2118. She'll entertain the same questions as me. Nothing religious, political, or racist. Um, Bob, you can reach out also on Twitter, free for free, at Rachie underscore Coop. Again, same kind of questions. Don't be a dick. Uh, if you want to send Loz a message again on Twitter at LozG1985 or wherever you may, you may find the handle. If you also want to send a message to our Spiders and Pajamas podcast Twitter account, you can do so at the following at handle at SIP Podcast Crew, big S, small I, big P, or lowercase podcast crew. Yep. So, um,. Oh, hang on. When is the next one? I think it's fucking Valentine's Day, the next one. Oh, the day uh, after Valentine's 15th. Day. 15th, yeah. So, Valentine's Day is a Wednesday. It's Tuesday, Valentine's Day. Tuesday, sorry. Fuck me. <laughs> I have no idea why I thought fucking today yeah, was Valentine's Day, maybe. Uh, but well, I, maybe, I, maybe, maybe March 14th. Um, Steak. Blows on mm. That would be lovely if that thing actually panned out. But, um... <laughs> Nestor, can I help you? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably <laughs> um, in March, maybe. But just remember, I like my meat rare. It just, it, fuck's sake. It, it just means that um, all the soppy bollocks stuff should be out of the way by the time we get to it. Yeah. Because Valentine's Day, especially for single people, is. Kind of shit. It's like, look, look how these people are happy and how much they express their love for each other. It's like, cool. I guess they don't do it 365 days of the year as well, then. Why do we have to sit here and watch you do that? Thanks. So, 
and I'm glad that we're not doing it on Valentine's Day because it would also mean scheduling conflicts. Maybe Dolph wants to go out with Star on Valentine's Day or Sparks is doing something or Bob's got a date or something. So it, may, it makes it harder to schedule. So the fact that's not happening uh, on that day is great. Mm-hmm. Oh, but hey, if you have any bad Valentine's Day experiences, be sure to put them in the podcast for us. We'll have a good laugh about it. Um, but yeah... So, with that, I would like to thank you all for listening to episode 121 <laughs> or 121 of the Spartans in Pajamas podcast, and we'll catch you all next time. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.